And now, a brand new episode of the Script to Screen News Hour here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM with hosts Alan Mahana and Hod Solo. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Script to Screen here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. Uh, what a crazy week. What a crazy week. Emotional roller coaster of a week. Not just is it, uh, you know, not, not, not only are we in the end game, <laughs> um, but we're also leading up to uh, probably what is going to be another heart wrencher of a Game of Thrones episode. But we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Um, we've got a brand new recap of episode two of season eight. We are going to be talking about uh, Avengers Endgame. Two trailers, some news about James Bond, and some other minor news uh, that both uh, uh, the solo to my Chewbacca and I want to cover. Um, so join me in welcoming him, the one and only Odd Solo. G'day, mate. G'day. How's it going? It's going. It's going. We're a little delayed again. Uh, so okay. you know, a couple technical of difficulties, uh, as usual, as per usual. As per usual, it wouldn't be like you know typical script to screen, you know. Unless we had some chaos, right? you know. Yeah, organized chaos. Organized but, yeah, chaos. Chaos. Hey, what hey, are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna do? So, uh, crazy week. Wow. I mean, uh, a very emotional week. Uh, yeah, and it's not over. I mean, the emotions not, are, are, are not over. you know, we're still about to get another punch in the face, I think. Yeah, I think uh, the week, uh, the, the emotional week started on uh, Tuesday. Yes, yes. And will end on Tuesday. Mon- Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, Monday, Tuesday of next week as yeah. well. Uh, with the episode three of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, you know, the midway episode, three more after this one. And then we're And done. it's over. Yep. It's over. Um, but we're not there yet. We are only on episode two. So here we go. Let's uh, dive right in here and start talking about uh, Game of Thrones season eight, episode two, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. When I was a child, my brother would tell me a bedtime story about the man who murdered our father, who stabbed him in the back and cut his throat, who sat down on the Iron Throne and watched as his blood poured onto the floor. He told me other stories as well, about all the things we would do to that man once we took back the Seven Kingdoms and had him in our grasp. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that was how the episode opened. Jamie on trial. Yes. Jamie on trial. Uh, very powerful scene, I thought. Very, very intense scene. I, I think the episode as a whole, uh, if you don't mind me jumping in. Do it. Uh, the episode as a whole, I think, uh, will be forever in my top five episodes of Game of Thrones. I thought it was a masterfully written episode. It it had everything about Game of Thrones that I love, which is like people in rooms talking. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You know, there, there might have not been huge, I mean, narrative steps forward, but there were some very uh, um, poignant moments in that episode um, that were, I guess, um, Character like character beats that are that that we've been waiting to see. I, I guess in a lot of ways. Um, that that was my that, mm. as, as a whole. That is yeah. where I stand on the episode. 
I liked the episode a lot. It was it was a, a nice episode. I think I wouldn't put it in my top five favorite episodes, but I would put it as one of the most emotional uh, episodes, even more emotional than I think the first episode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, by far. Uh, from the moment uh, where uh, Lady Br- Br- Brienne. Yeah, well, we'll get uh, to we'll get to those. Yeah, no, uh, no. Brienne defends. Oh, uh, defends in Jamie in the trial. Yeah. Yes, yes, for sure. So I'm not jumping ahead. No, no. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, step baby steps. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So I found that to be. It started off with that emotional yeah, kick of I yeah. tr- you trust this man with your life and so on. So and again, it it starts. This has also been a week of wrap ups. Yes. Uh, yes. In every sense of the way, and yes. everything that's been happening, and this is slowly wrapping wrap, wrapping up uh, some some ends, some loose and some sure. some reunions and so on. The the only thing and this is something I remembered because we said we were not going to discuss this yes uh, face okay to yeah, face, yeah, but yeah. yeah yeah I think I wouldn't have minded if the first two episodes were merged together into a long as a as a 2 hour yeah, premiere yeah as a 1 hour and a half uh, premiere. I think it would have been nice. Oh, I think it would have like trimmed some no, no, stuff. No, the whole thing together. Like come as one episode, episode two so and one. Been, it would have been more than, it would have been like an hour and 45 minutes. Then. Yeah, sure. Whatever. 55 with 55. Yeah. No, no they're shorter. They're 47 uh, no, minutes. No, they're 50 some minutes. No, no, 47. No, no, dear. 47? No. <laughs> Definitely no. Oh, screeners, what do you think? DM no. us and Definitely let us no. know. Definitely no. It was, they were like, they're like uh, 50 some minutes, I think. Anyway, I'm going to check this on IMDb okay, because I'm sure. pretty sure it was like 47, 48 minutes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I would have liked to merge the two, the two okay. episodes. Uh, but yeah, that's, I think we'll proceed talking with. Sure. Uh, okay. The, so um, I think the, um, uh, 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 what I liked, again, it, it had a bunch of people. Again, there, um, there were like three massive scenes where it was like a group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one was the trial. The second one was um, the war room scene, I think, uh, with John and uh, everybody else, essentially. Like the, the, the craziest group of people that you never saw, you, you never thought you would see in mm-hmm. a room together discussing one plan. I mean, you had Lannisters and Starks and Targaryens and I mean like yeah. everybody was in that scene and I love what that scene actually actually stood for mm-hmm. and and uh, what it meant on a on a more narrative uh, uh, level. Yeah, he wants to erase this world and I am its memory. Well, that's what death is, isn't it? Forgetting, being forgotten. See, if we forget where we've been and what we've done. We're not men anymore, just animals. Your memories don't come from books. Your stories aren't just stories. If I wanted to erase the world of men, I'd start with you. I mean, that's it, isn't it? It's like we, um, uh, there's another podcast I listen to uh, uh, called uh, Storm of Spoilers. And and they talk about a whole bunch of different stuff. They talk about um, Game of Thrones mostly. That's where the, you know, that's where they started. Um, But then they have... um, they kind of have like a, a separate podcast as well called the Cast of Kings, and one of the one of the uh, hosts is on both. Her name her name is Joanna Robinson. She actually compared Bran uh, to Vision. Like Bran is Game of Th- uh, Vision is to Avengers what Bran is to Game of Thrones, and it's almost like you know how Thanos in Infinity War wanted to get 
the yep. Mind Stone from Vision, it's almost like the same thing now yeah. with the Night King wanting Bran's mind. <laughs> I, I, I would actually, like, Bran is, I would say, is a cross between Vision and Professor X. Yeah, exactly. Not because of the wheelchair, but that does sure. kind of help. Okay. Yeah, sure. But also, you know, because he knows everything. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, which Vision doesn't always and necessarily And so now, like, have. everybody in Game of Thrones is going to be sacrificing their lives to save Bran yeah. because of what, what we just heard Sam exactly. say in, in that scene. Um, and then, yep. I, I want to go back to something I said last week. Again, Sam, uh, wow. his performance. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, episode after episode, he's 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 he I hitting think, it right I on think, the mark. I think he he he's at this moment the heart of the yeah. show. Uh, again, this episode was extremely emotional, so heavy. Uh, I teared up a few times. Oh yeah, uh, well, here we're getting there. to that moment. Yeah, no, th- no, that moment I cried. That didn't tear up. <laughs> oh, okay. I just like okay. waterfalls, you know. I did tear up uh, when Theon first showed up. Yeah, I, I did. You know, when when Sansa and him the, the uh, uh, hug. Uh, that was a, a a nice tear jerky moment. But then the moment I think that the crowning moment of the episode, yes, is, uh, uh, was was between uh, Brienne, Jamie. Yeah. And it was shared by everybody else in the room. Yeah. In the name of the warrior, I charge you to be brave. In the name of the father, I charge you to be just. In the name of the mother, I charge you to defend the innocent. Arise, Brienne of Tarth, a knight of the Seven Kingdoms. Sir Brienne of Tarth, knight of the Seven Kingdoms. What an earned moment. Yeah. What an earned moment. I mean, we've been waiting like since season two to see this moment happen. It's like, what a beautiful moment. And to have Jamie out of all the characters, mm-hmm. to have Jamie do this, I just, ugh, chills w- everywhere. W- with a band of misfits. Yes. If you look at it. Yes. Again, uh, uh, very similar to the war room scene you were talking about. Yes. These Bunch characters misfits, have... Yeah nothing to do with with each other necessarily you know they're like from different seasons and different backgrounds and and that was also very nice to see these yeah. people interact together 100% and and be there for that moment uh and it means something to each character so to Tyrion it's more vis-a-vis Jamie right uh Tormund of course uh yeah. uh Brienne the friend zone exactly Tor- Tormund the, the, the milk drinker <laughs> uh who, who, who giant who, who, who I like but I think they're kind of overdoing the humor with him all the time I don't I don't think so uh, they're, I, I I really enjoy I, everything I, I like it does. but I think they're starting to push the, the mm, he, okay he's not the overly comic he, he never was the overly comic relief it started you know sure yeah gradually and so on uh but again very emotional episode you were right about the time i checked so yeah you know you win mm-hmm. uh it's hbo hbo never does 47 48 minutes i don't it's, know why in my head it was it felt no. like it was so so nice so it smooth and, and brilliant yeah. right so 
let's see what's going to happen next. One thing I did like about this particular scene, and I think I'll, I'll stop at that because sure. we're going to be running out of time. No, no, it's fine. Uh, we still have two but, more moments we need to discuss yeah, anyway, so it's but, fine. But uh, the, the, if you recall, Ned, Stark, Ned, Ned Stark's sword... Yeah, it was split in two. Sp- and Brienne has one and Jamie, and Jamie has, one. has one. And also that makes that moment yeah. even more significant. A hundred percent. In Winterfell. Yes, you know? in Winterfell. So very, Ice is back in yeah. Winterfell. Yep. Um, for me, though, the MVP of this episode, whether it be acting-wise or character-wise or whatever, the MVP for me in this episode, strangely to say, uh, would have to be Lady Sansa of Winterfell. Um, I'm loving this it's, it's like we're almost seeing Sansa the, I learned under Cersei, I learned under Littlefinger, and now I'm playing the game, kind mm-hmm. of Sansa. So it was very impressive to me to see her starting to play the Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what happens afterwards? We defeat the dead. We destroy Cersei. What happens then? I take the Iron Throne. What about the North? It was taken from us. And we took it back. And we said we'd never bow to anyone else again. What about the North? So that for me is just, um, it's refreshing to see that although John, who who just seems to be playing a completely different game at this point, Mm Um, and everybody else in the North is playing the, you know, we need to fight the Night's King. It's refreshing to see a character that's like, yeah, okay, that's all good and fun, but what happens after all of this? Mm-hmm. Like, what happens then? And it reminds me of that scene where Littlefinger taught Sansa, you know, play, like, play all the games, see all the moves in your mind, see all the worst case scenarios, always be playing that game. And it almost feels like Sansa's fine, like she's doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that for me was like a super good scene. And plus, um, Sophie Turner is just like, she's just really, really doing a good job performances-wise this season, I think. That's the rise of the phoenix. Yes. Dark phoenix. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, um, I mean, I don't really have anything to add to that. Sansa, uh, it it is interesting the way you put it. I I didn't think about it that way, but but it it does make a lot of sense. Yeah. can I jump to another scene? I don't think we're going to be talking about which. Sure. Which did actually not like put me off guard, but or make me uncomfortable or anything. But the whole uh, Gendry and Gendry and Arya. Arya. Okay. It was it was a bit weird because for me in my head, Arya is still you know that little yeah, okay. girl. Okay. That kind of. But but then again, it does uh, 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 link what Robert said. Uh, joining the, the houses, season, jo- joining yeah, the two houses. Yeah. So so that's interesting. I mean, okay. So but, I, but, I, I, but, I had the chance to see the episode twice, yeah. and the first time it caught me off guard because. Um, I don't think it's the age thing. I just think it's because we've seen this girl grow up from being a, like we've literally been with her since she was like eight. Right. So it was almost like seeing a younger sister doing it on, on yeah. screen. Um, whether it put me off guard narratively, I don't think so at all. No, no, not, I think, no, no, not narratively. I think it was just visually, it was just not something I was expecting. Yeah. Um, but 
the second time around, it just, you know, it wasn't, it didn't bother me or put me off guard the second time around because mm. it just felt like, yes, this is a grown up Arya now. Yeah, but, but I and don't, it, I, I don't feel that the, the sexual tension. I, oh I, no, I, I've been feeling it since, uh, since she, way they, before. No, no, they're trying to do it, but I, I don't buy it. Oh no, I, I'm, I, I, I would I have to disagree with you. I'm totally I, bought on that. Yeah, I. All right. Was on board. And then finally, right before the Night King arrives and everything goes to hell, John decides to, as John does, drop the worst piece of information. At the worst possible at the time worst ever. Possible time ever. They were married in secret. After Rhaegar fell on the trident, she had a son. Robert would have murdered the baby if he ever found out, and Lyanna knew it. So the last thing she did as she bled to death on her birthing bed was give the boy to her brother Ned Stark to raise as his bastard my name my real name is Aegon Targaryen You know, what's really interesting is that when you watch it, if you're watching it on a TV, like unless you're in like surround sound, you're not going to hear all the details. Mm -hmm. Now you're listening to it. Amelia Clark's breathing is very intense. Mm -hmm. Like she's just like, I can't believe what I, I do. I, I, is he really like, is it what? And, and it's funny because when you're watching it on a TV, you might not catch those breaths. Mm -hmm. But like Amelia Clark's performance in the scene was stellar, mm -hmm. I think. Um, uh and I, I don't think this is the end of this conversation. Like, I no, think this I doubt. is, this is going to be a whole other thing that we're going to have to deal with this season. I mean, obviously this is a very big arc moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, sure. Sure, sure. There's going to be a big, big war probably in the next episode, but that, that's not the end. No, it's of, not. Of we this. still have three more episodes to and, go. And, and one very quick thing. One thing I found right now, very interesting, listening to those scenes, the use of fire. Yes. The, yes. In the background. Yes, yes, yes. Very interesting with the the, the, the dead coming. Uh -huh, so uh -huh. I like the polar opposites, yeah. if you want. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Hey, screeners. This is Ross Marquand from The Walking Dead and Avengers. You're listening to Script to Screen. Another emotional roller coaster this week. Um, after I think that's an understatement. <laughs> after the uh, the episode episode two of, of Game of Thrones season eight, um, ugh, we got to see Avengers Endgame earlier this week. Now, yeah. don't you guys worry. You don't have to turn us off. We're not going to spoil it. Nope. Um, we're going to talk about it. As a whole, we're not going to go into the nitty gritty of the narrative. We are planning on doing a massive analysis of Endgame. And I think the entirety of the Infinity Saga, uh, yep. which is what they're calling it now. True. Uh, Kevin Feige called it the Infin uh, Infinity Saga. So um, I, I think we will be doing an episode where we will be going through Endgame in, in uh, yeah. utmost detail, including just an overview of the MCU so far um, and then the MCU moving forward. Um, but for today, we're just going to talk about Endgame. Um, uh, the experience. The experience of Endgame. So here we go.
like this one. <laughs> All right. Uh, where do we even start? Um, okay. I feel like whatever you're going to say is going to be extremely emotional. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to talk and then shut up and then give you the floor. Sure. Let me make something very, very clear. Um, because there have been, I've been already in a few debates, uh, about whether or not Endgame is good, uh, as a film. Um, I know a, a good friend of the show was not that impressed with it. Um, another good friend of the show, um, she just, she's, while even, while just discussing Endgame, uh, she burst into tears again. So, um, it's been, it's been a very, it's, it's very, it's very interesting. Let's just put it that way. I loved the movie. I thought it was the perfect conclusion to the 22 film, uh, uh, saga, uh, or a 21 film. It's the 22nd film. Um, do I think that as a film, it stands on its own? No. I think there are a lot of issues with it structurally, and then there are a lot of issues with it, um, some, ish some minor issues with it narratively. However, none of that even freaking matters because emotionally, hardshiply, humorly, heartly, the film is exactly what it needed to be. Um, it is the perfect conclusion. It is a masterful conclusion. You cannot sit there and watch Endgame alone. You, you just, you can't. You have to have seen everything to get the emotional relevance that is Endgame, um, which is not necessarily the case with other MCU films. But this one in particular needs everything else to be as powerful as it is. It, it will be completely taken out of context if you don't know everything um, or have experienced emotionally everything um, because it even made the weaker MCU films extremely important. Like that's how well executed its conclusion is. Uh, do I love the movie? Absolutely. Did I emote with the movie? Absolutely. I cried like a freaking baby. Um, uh, it, it's, it's excellent. It's a, an achievement. It's a cinematic wonder. Um, but on, a, on the other level, which the other level, by the way, should be absolutely ignored. I just needed to put it out there, but it should be ignored because I do not side with the more critical side of thing of this. Uh, for once, I'm ignoring the critical because of what this film means and what it did for comic book lovers, for superhero lovers, for movie lovers. Um, it's it's. It's masterful in what it does, and, and it is exactly the way it needs to be. That, that's all I'm going to say for now. Okay. You go. So I, I, I love this film, too. It did a lot of things to me, emotionally, psychologically. I, I spent, oh, you were a mess. I spent a couple of days thinking about it. I want to watch it again, reanalyze it. Uh, I did not look at... The, the technical aspect you're sure. talking about, I, I, I just brushed it aside. You just let go, yeah, yeah. I and, didn't and, want and, and, that, because sometimes a movie is more than that. It is an experience. Absolutely, and, and as 100%. you said, it is not a movie on its own. It stands with 21 films, and it stands as a continuation of Infinity War. Right. You and, Well, and, and, and the 20 films, of the 21 course, films that came so, before that. So that, and specifically, we've been waiting for one year yeah. uh, since Infinity War for this. And yeah. boy, was it worth the wait. Now, there are a few things I want to get out there because I heard a few comments which 
uh, kind of annoyed me. Uh, some people found it boring. No, it is not a boring movie. There's something called character development. Yes. People, are, people were expecting Infinity War V2, you know, like. Yeah, just a, a bigger fights, battle. Fights, blah, fights, blah, fights, blah, fights, blah. fights, 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 fights. No, no, there is, there is a story. These characters have suffered enormous loss. Yes. 50% of the universe is no longer there. And 100%. it's their fault. Yeah. They could not stop it. How do you deal? When you lose a family member, you, you have this grief and you have to deal with it. What if it was... 50% of the universe. Right. And I don't want to cut you out, but like, this is where my issue with a lot of people that were like, well, Thor's character was completely mishandled. No, 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 no. There are people that actually deal with failure exactly the way Thor dealt with failure. And Thor is a God for, for Christ's sake. Like mm -hmm. he is supposed to, you know, in the larger scheme of things, he's supposed to be the one to save everybody and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So imagine failing at that. Imagine not doing what you are quote unquote supposed to do. And which is, uh, yeah. you know, I don't want to talk too much because then we're getting very yeah, close yeah, to yeah, spoiling, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. And on an emotional level, I felt everything I wanted to feel. Yeah. I did not feel that the jokes were forced. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I felt agreed. every moment was very smartly written or was very, the, the built up was incredibly smart. Surprises were left and right. Uh, I expected something and I got more for a change. Yeah. I had a certain level and I expected more. I do have a couple of issues which are minor, which again, will not dilute the movie for me. Right. I think it is. Which we can't mention by the we way, can, because we, cannot. we don't want to spoil it. And I think yeah, we yeah. will do that in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think it's a very smart movie. It's, it's, it's got so much freaking heart. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's an experience. And the beauty of the movie, we were at the Avant Première, uh, thanks to the people of Italia Film who yes, invited thank us. Thank you, you thank so you, much. Carlo Vincenti, we, we, uh, Sarah, Sarah Jane. Jane. We, we were in a theater which was packed to the extent that people were sitting on the freaking stairs. Yes. And everyone was, was reacting. quiet. Yes. I it was could like, hear popcorn being yes, chewed yes, probably yes. like 17 rows behind me. Uh, I could hear people breathing, crying, clapping. People say, I, I sometimes make fun of people who maybe clap in a specific scene. I could not stop clapping. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. could not I stop mean, shouting. The emotions, oh my, the emotions were... were it, Look, the amount of heart this movie has yeah. literally makes up for any of the other, yeah. uh, you know, minor the, the, cra crapola issues. I, I, I specifically said this in my review. This is what you call movie magic. Yes. This is it, guys. This is, go watch it with a bunch of people. Uh, go with a group, uh, people that are into this and just enjoy it and yeah. have fun and go for the ride and don't overthink and don't overanalyze. But that's the thing though. The reason why it is movie magic is because it turns all of that off. Yeah. Like you cannot but turn it off. Yeah. Like you want, like if you were in the movie theater and literally like, arguing with the movie while it was playing, then you should have left because yeah. this movie is literally not for you. It's not for someone who's going to go in there and just nitpick and be like, well, that's not scientifically accurate. This doesn't yeah, make yeah, any yeah. sense, blah, 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 blah. You know, all, all that crap, it, you know, uh, uh, out, get out. True. Because this movie literally wanted you to let go and be on for the ride and enjoy it and and walk out yeah. and that's not to say that it's execution is bad the film is excellent like yeah. again the minor things are literally just minor things Th there is a scene which i will not get into but it is i'm sorry it's like a freaking marvel gasm yeah 
It's yeah. like, holy, what is happening? This is the return of the king, the return of the Jedi of the Marvel yeah. universe. Like, this is what it is. It's yeah. it's literally what it is. Um, uh, thank you to Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige. Stanley. Stanley, 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 Stanley. Uh, everybody on the cast, uh, everybody in the crew, producers, writers. Every single everybody. person. Because literally you made... You you made you made movie of the summer. Yeah. I mean I mean nothing that's gonna come out will probably yeah. be anywhere near remotely. As- I want to thank the freaking caterers who fed the people. That's like to the extent right. of how much I want to thank to thank. Right, right. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Okie dokie. Two trailers dropped earlier this week, uh, which we want to talk about really briefly before we jump into uh, the announcement, the official announcement that everybody at MGM did for Bond 25. But first, the two trailers, starting off with the Russo brothers producing a brand new film starring Chadwick Boseman, the one and only... Black Panther, uh, except now he's not, and he's in New York. And uh, here we go, uh, 21 Bridges. They told me you were fearless. The guy who kills cop killers. Sees his dad and every cop who dies. Nobody approaching, he's mine. Okay, so uh, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Look, I like, uh, I, I, we didn't hear everything in the trailer, but uh, what they do after uh, killing these cops, these two guys, is they close the bridges and they close everything. Yeah, the, the premise of the, the, it is yeah. like a, 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 an African-American cop who lost his father, who was also yep. a cop, and then uh, uh, two killers essentially, or they two kill like eight cops. perpetrators kill uh, eight cops and then do more stuff, yeah. uh, criminal stuff. And then so Chadwick Boseman's character decides to- uh, the what? To hunt them down. Yeah, to hunt them down by essentially closing off the 21 bridges yeah. to Staten Island, closing off the, the river, and then closing off the, the subway, subway yeah. and, and everything. Essentially locking everything on Staten yeah. Island. So, so I like the idea of, of this a la fugitive. Yeah, uh, sort of. Harrison yeah, yeah. Ford, but very claustrophobic yeah. because, you know, you can't escape that area. And I, I, and I like these, these kind of films. I do like the idea, of course, that the Rousseaus are, are producing this. I want to see what's next after Endgame. I got to say uh, that ego boost in the trailer is really yeah. nice. It's like from the visionary director of uh, Captain America Civil War Infinity War and Endgame I'm like okay we're gonna start milking that aren't we yeah and and of course Chadwick Chadwick Boseman who who I think is actually a very good actor he's had very very good roles too like he's very sellable as well so I, I'm, I am curious I am on board for this film and uh, however you said something earlier that you were gonna mention Oh my god, I forgot. You said something about you fear that this movie oh, will because, flop because oh, okay. of the curse of Yeah, there's Taylor Kitsch is in it. <laughs> and the curse of the Kitsch, as the I call it. The curse of Kitsch. And there poor guy, he's he's not a bad actor. Or yeah, anything. I don't know why people don't like him. But, I love but, Taylor but Kitsch. Every movie he's been in has kind of sucked. But at least box office wise. Yeah. John Carter, Battleship, uh I don't know, I forgot what else he was in, but Well, we know so one guy, thing yeah. that did not flop that he was in. 
what? what? Fr- Friday Night Lights, dear. But that's not a movie. I know. I said one thing that oh, he was okay. in. Oh, okay. No, no, I'm flop. talking about this cinematic experience. One thing that he was in. That yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Friday Night Lights was was that great. little show that could. That was awesome. Um, all right. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way. Um, very much so. Um, I have high hope. I mean, I want this to be really good because I kind of do want to see the Russo brothers outside of the MCU, the MCU mm-hmm. and just like outside of superhero films. Mm-hmm. Although I almost feel like studios are going to keep bringing them back for stuff that is like this. Um, uh, I do want them. I do want to see them spread out yeah. and see what else they could do. It, um, like I would love for them to join another universe. Star Wars. Saying. We talked oh, yeah. about that. A yeah, few we, weeks did. Ago. we did. We yeah. did. Um, but I mean, I like it. I, I do like seeing, uh, these actors and these very, very talented people kind of stepping out of the MCU and yeah. starting to, to kind of like expand their, their work. Exactly. I, I did like that. Uh, the second trailer, which also has people from the MCU, strangely two, enough. Two, uh, a couple from the MCU, yep. not a couple, couple, but yeah, exactly. a duo. A duo from the MCU duo. is none other than Men in Black International, which dropped their final trailer. What is it? Trailer number two, not their I final trailer, just it's, trailer it's number fun. two. It's another trailer. Here we go. Uh, let's check it out. Sometimes you have to trust your gut. Men in Black has been compromised and trusts no one. Do we protect the Earth? And that means everyone and everything on it. Yeah, baby! We are the Men in Black. The Men and Women in Black. They had to put that in there, didn't they? Um, what do you think? It, it looks like a fun movie. It it it, it works within the uh, Men in Black universe, right? But I, in my head, I don't know why. It's a reverse mix crossbreed of I don't know what, but Captain Marvel with people that are shapeshifters and memory loss with the lighter one of things, yeah. but she didn't lose her memory. That's, that's, well, they, that's because they didn't find they didn't, her. They didn't see her. She was like hidden. Right. So it's got elements of Captain Marvel. And, right. But, but it could be fun. You know, Men in I Black mean, is compromised. Blah, yeah. Blah. It's got like men, it's got like Marvel, Captain Marvel, Winter Soldier, yeah. you know, this like, you know, enemy from within type sort of thing. Um, but you know what? I, I really do like the chemistry between Tessa Thompson oh, yeah. and Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. I love it. Whenever they're on screen together, true. Even uh, even in the MCU, yeah, uh, I, was, I was this close to saying something that I probably shouldn't have said. Yeah, it's all Ragnarok. Yes, exactly. I, okay, um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, I was smiling while watching the trailer, yeah. so I, I wasn't necessarily bothered by it. I know the first one, I was just like, Ugh, do we really need another Men in Black? And then I saw this one, I was like, you know what, this looks like fun. Yeah, um, I like that little alien calling her queen and yeah. whatever. Like that was kind of funny. Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it looks yeah. like a, I hope it's going to be a fun movie and a way to maybe move forward with the franchise. Yeah. I mean, international kind of opens up a whole a lot, lot of doors, yeah, lot. you know, like you don't even need to have the same cast every single time. True. Like you could see different agents in different areas and different countries and blah, blah. Like this could be, this could be, um, global. Yeah. <laughs> it could be uh, a new uh, universe, you know? Oh no. We need less of those. <laughs> and a TV show and a spinoff. And- <laughs> oh no. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the MIB saga, yeah. <laughs> as it were. Um, and then 
Uh, just when we thought this week was a little dull on news, boom, uh, boom, shagalaga, MGM releases uh, an announcement about Bond 25 and they're going to make a, ma- a massive announcement and everybody goes crazy and people think, oh my God, we're going to get the title. No, we just got cast and sort of a story idea is essentially what we got. The cast is pretty dope, I have to say. Yep. Um, Daniel Craig is coming back as a titular character. Um, uh, Naomi Harris is coming back as Monty Penny. Joseph uh, 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 Ralph, Ralph, Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. Ray Fiennes is coming back as M. Uh, ben Wishaw is coming back as uh, Q. Yeah, the CIA guy. Uh, Jeffrey Wright? No, not Jeffrey he Wright. He was in the Hunger Games. Je- African American Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. So Jeffrey Wright is coming back, and I feel like he is going to be okay. So when we tell you what the plot is a little mm-hmm. later, uh, I, I feel like he's going to be that CIA agent that does what she they're does. supposed to do. Um, and then we, uh, Leah Sedu is coming yeah, back. Yeah, she's back. And you have um, Ana de Armas, who's probably a new Bond girl or she's, something. Yeah, she's going to be a new a new Bond girl. Uh, among another, like there were a bunch of different yeah. new characters. Um, uh, but. The, the one, cherry on top. The cherry on top of the ice cream is the confirmation, as if we needed a confirmation. We were basically, it was basically it, but Rami Malik is going to be the villain of this story. I am very excited. I'm doubly excited. Um, seeing him in a villain role will be very interesting to me, and I, I hope that he does something new and not something that we've already sort of seen him do in, like, Mr. Robot or whatever. I, I hope the script helps him enough for yeah. him to do something. Yeah, like, but I, I want to see range. a very nuanced, like, yeah. Rami Malek villain. Like, I think that would be very interesting. Uh, not that he doesn't have the chops. He definitely has the chops. I just don't want to see an over-exaggerated, like, Mr. Robot or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, this like weird twitchy like I don't want to see that I want to see yeah. like I don't know like something else that that Malik can do and Malik I, I do offer. want them to capture him in a scene and he busts out of jail and he's like I want to break free oh no <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with it yeah, like yeah. okay all right no I mean oh. he has the the singing chops we've seen that yeah yeah uh, I, I'm curious to see what his chemistry with Daniel Craig is going to be like because he is a younger. He's guy? much younger, yeah. Um, so it's very interesting to see a younger, a younger villain. But but I want to see since this is the last bond with Craig. I also want to see how they're gonna, you know, finish kind of his finish arc. his arc exactly yeah, yeah. before starting with someone else. And and there are a lot of characters also whose arc needs to kind of end, yeah, yeah, because they've been with him for for a few right. movies. And now, okay, so when when they relaunch it, do you want them to recast everybody? Yeah. I do. I want a fresh start. I, oh, you I, want like a complete like revamp of yeah. Of well, maybe this. okay. Maybe keep someone like Dame Judi Dench. You know, they they kept her on from so, yeah, but so, but not like the majority of the characters. Maybe maybe one or two. Yeah, like I wouldn't want like again like I would want Q to be Q, and I because I love Ben Wishaw as Q. Like I don't want him. to- I like him, but 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 wouldn't you think it would be a bit confusing for people in general? Well, I mean, was it confusing for people before? Because like Dame Judi Dench was in Golden Eye and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. And like, but she's the only one that that stayed. So you would keep Ray Fe- uh, Ray, F- uh, Ray maybe, Fiennes maybe. and then just like rehash everybody else. Because I do think that the franchise does need something new. It needs a, a change. It needs a shift. Yeah. And I think let go of the old. You, you, let the past die. Yeah. 
Yeah, sure. Okay. okay. That's, uh, that's a very good. <laughs> ah, I love me some Kylo Ren. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Maybe, but there's been talks of a younger Bond and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know what. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I mean. I wouldn't be opposed. I mean, I think the only one that was almost mostly confirmed was Richard Madden. That mm-hmm. was sort of like the where yeah. the bigger conversation was happening was with Richard Madden, which I mean, if you get a younger Bond, you can kind of, you can, yes. you can have more than one film, like a lot more than what is it? Uh, Craig had like what? The five? Five. Yeah. Five or six. Five. Casino Royale, Quantum, Quantum of Solace. Quantum, okay. Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, uh, Sky. Quantum, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall. Skyfall, Spectre, and this one. Yeah, five. so five. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's had five films. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, with someone like Richard Madden, you could kind of... Expand that. You you know, exp- I, I want them to do what they've done with Mission Impossible uh, in the last, if you want, since... So link the stories, you mean? No, or no, no, no. But start from, from uh, Ghost Protocol, the third one, uh-huh. when you felt there was something new, new. in the whole yeah, yeah, kind of universe, yeah. and, and it went on and, and started integrating characters and so on. It made sense. Yeah, but there... there I, I, you know what I did like about this Bond, though? I liked the linkage. So, like, I liked that it weren't... They weren't separate. Yeah. yeah. I liked that there was this, like, you needed to kind of watch them together to kind of get the bigger like you could watch them separately but if you watch them together you get this new yeah. extra layer of same with the mission impossible it's like mm-hmm. if you watch them separately you'll they enjoy work. them but, but if you watch them together you'll get this like extra layer of, yeah. of coolness box office update uh, i almost feel like we shouldn't do a jingle now because this is be, just this should be the it, it just should be that it yeah. literally just should be that um all right so uh, a bit of um uh, uh an issue here a uh, little disclaimer. Um, these are the numbers leading up to Monday of this week. Um, without Tuesday and Wednesday, um, there might have been a slight technical issue with the emails, um, and we did not get the most updated numbers. But uh, as I told Hod when I sent him the email with uh, today's episode's outline, I highly doubt anything changed. <laughs> no, no, we, we both agreed, and we said that the yeah. coming week it will. The coming week it will definitely change. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, jump right in. Number Mr. five, uh, a new entry called Missing Link. Uh, it's a stop motion uh, film. I think yeah. it's with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, he's, yeah, voicing, yeah. he's voicing it. And it has, uh, uh, oh, I can't see, 3,873 and I need an eye test. <laughs> in a number four is Walt Disney's live action remake of Dumbo. Uh, with 3,886 uh, um, entries this week. This is its fourth week with a total run of 24,225. So you need an eye test too. Well, yeah. And at number three, the curse They're really of, not that clear though. No. <laughs> the, the curse of Iorna. I, I hope I'm saying Yorona. that. Yorona. Yorona, Corona. Yeah, basically it's Yorona. The, the horror movie by Warner Brothers. And in its first week, uh, it has amassed uh, a, a total of 4,945 entries. Nice word. It's like an SAT word. Amassed. I like it. French word. I don't you know. learn something new every day on script to screen. Could be wrong. Including words. Could no, it's, it's right, actually. Oh, oh my God. French is helping me. Um, and in at number two is the one and only awesome WB DC comic superhero. Say the word. One, two, three. Shazam. 
No, I, w- I needed you not to say one, two, three and just say Shazam, but all right, you, you ruined it. I thought we were going to do it at the same time. That's no, why. No, no. Let's do it together. One, two, three. Shazam. Shazam. Uh, we're still human. Yep. Lame. Um, in a, so it's a number two. Uh, this is its third week. This week it brought in 5,409 entries with a total uh, number of 24,238. And in at number one, with no surprise, is an hour and a half in five minutes, uh, which has gotten 7,986 entries this week. It's been out for three weeks with a grand total of 23,144. So uh, if you compare this to Shazam, yeah, it's basically uh, Shazam, Shazam is winning is doing in the better. overall yeah. uh, in the overall uh, run. Shazam is definitely winning with uh, Dumbo in at number two, and then uh, uh, an hour uh, and thirty five minutes. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that's basically it. That's it. That's all, folks. For, for, for this week. Uh, next week um, um, uh, is going to be an awesome uh, uh, Saturday show. It will be May the 4th. Um, and I won't be here. <laughs> and, and Hod won't be here uh, due to the fact that it is his birthday. Yeah. Um, so he won't be here, but he will be with us uh, uh, via Force Ghost. Yep. Um, so for May the 4th, for the May the 4th special, we are having a gigantic Star Wars special episode. We're going to have a Yumna Nofel, friend of the show. She'll be here with me in the studio. Um, and then, so I will be making a massive, massive, all Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be making a massive announcement on Monday on my social media regarding this episode because it will not be as grandiose as it is if y'all don't help. Um, so we need to make sure that everybody joins in uh, and, and collaborates uh, and shares the and love. And listen. Uh, and share the love of Star Wars, their love of Star Wars on the show. So make sure you uh, uh, follow me on social media for the Monday announcement at Alamahana on Instagram and... You can follow me on Instagram on had.solo. In DDDD. Uh, you can also check out our website, www.script2screenpod.com. And you can listen to us on Facebook, on YouTube, like any... And on all podcast you platforms. Want. Anywhere you want. Script to Anywhere screen. you want it. Um, yes, script to screen. Please make sure you, uh, it's the number two and not a T-O. A lot of people seem to be making that mistake still. Um, so it is script to the number two screen on all podcast platforms, including Anrami in the Middle East. You can definitely listen to us on Anrami in the Middle East. And we want to thank all of our Middle Eastern listeners, by the way. Y'all are Dope, yeah, you're, man. You're epic people. In, the people in the UAE, in Saudi Arabia, Tunisia, Holy Morocco, moly. like Holy moly. Egypt. We love you people. Much love. Much, much love. Anything else you want to say? Just have a fabulous uh, weekend. Uh, tune in on Wednesday. Yes, on Wednesday for our Script score. to Score episodes. Um, we'll be definitely uh, throwing those out um, uh, per week as well. Uh, this week is uh, Danny Elfman special, so mm-hmm. uh, we're excited to share that with you guys this week. And go watch freaking Endgame. Yes, please watch Endgame because the sooner more the sooner more people watch Endgame, the sooner we can have our full on yes. analysis. Don't, don't spoil it. No spoilers, No guys. spoilers. Do not spoil the don't Endgame. Don't spoil the Endgame. Hashtag. Hashtag for that. Um, yeah, so it's going to be exciting. Uh, I wish everybody luck who watches Game of Thrones. I wish you guys all the luck. We're not going to discuss it, though. No, we're not. We're not going to discuss that episode. Well, let's figure that out off air. Maybe we'll do something. We'll do, yeah. Maybe something, we'll, something. Yeah, maybe, maybe we will. We'll figure that out. Yeah. 
We'll figure that cool. out. Yeah, cool. Cool, 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 um, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, uh, we wish you all the luck for the Battle of Winterfell. Hopefully, everybody survives. Not really. Nobody's going to survive this. It's going to be destructo mundo. Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. Place Who's going to stay alive? Who's Place, gonna your Place your bets. Place your bets. On that note, we love all of you guys. Thank you for supporting our show, listening to us. Uh, can't we, we wouldn't be here without you. Thank so. you, screeners. You rock. Amen to that. And we are out of here. Take care. See you guys.